0: Hey guys, welcome back to week 23 of that Scale RC show. I'm your host Adam Dean, alongside with Jeremy Kendall. And we actually brought him back from the dead. I know we made that post that we put him down, but we brought him back just for your guys' entertainment.
1: <laughs> Sicky Mick
0: Sickerson here, <laughs> making us take a two-week hiatus. Um, but yeah, we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh yes, uh, my name's Ikaika, and I'm known for running the crawl space yes, and if anybody has not heard of the crawl space, you are seriously missing out because this is one of like the first o g like crawl like basically just crawler specific shops um that I've ever even heard of and um, I know you're in Colorado, I myself am not in California, so it's one of those. It stumbled across, actually, like we were talking a little bit before we started recording about um, uh, RC Crawler, the forum. So mm-hmm. that's when I first started following you and a lot of the builds you do out of your shop, So, um, which has easily been since like 2010, 2011. So it's been a good eight, nine years. Yeah, it's been a grip for sure. So
1: Wow, man, you're an OG. You go way yep. back. Yep. <laughs>
0: so... But yeah, um and I'm also going to put it out there this might be a little, you know, whatever weird. I have no power, so we're on I'm on my cell phone, so bear with me if there's any, you know, discrepancies with reception or whatever. So
1: Having your power go out's got to be like the new hotness or something because we had the power go out today and then the other night the power went out again so it's yeah.
0: Well, I don't know, you might be in the same boat we are in cuz I know PG&E runs all of West Coast pretty much. Um we're having all that, you know, they're they're freaking out whenever they hear high wind advisory so they give out the notice that they're going to shut power down.
1: Oh yeah. No, they don't do that to us here. It's just, we have a lot of old growth timber and stuff on the Island and we're at the very bottom end of the like main road that goes through the whole place and loops around. And so if anything happens, like anything blows over a branch falls above us Mm -hmm. on the line, then we're kind of screwed since we're at the bottom and it takes a long time for, uh, (laughs) it's, it's funny. We don't have, um, like our our electrical and everything's just through something called PUD which pud which is kind of funny you think you think they could have picked a little bit better acronym but like all the there's all the white trucks driving around just say Washington Pud on the door so <laughs> it's kind of, a, kind of a funny thing. So, yeah, they uh, they aren't always in a big hurry to drive all the way out here because it takes for damn ever from the for the closest town. So,
0: Well, you know what they always say, crap rolls downhill. So if you're at the bottom of the hill, you deal with most of the crap.
1: Dude, for sure. It's crazy. Like, there was one Christmas that we were out of power for like almost six days. And so it's oh like, God. yeah, and with working from home here at the shop, it's like everything just comes to a screeching halt and you can't do anything. So and mm-hmm. I'm not rad with like a backup general generator, like some of the people in our neighborhood have. So yeah, it, it gets a little bit rough, but Oh, well that's, that's, that's life. That's what you pay to have. You know, you know, that's the price for having privacy. So
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, um. let's get this show officially started, and we have our icebreaker questionnaire, um, and I guess I'll start shooting that off right now. So first question is, what would be your favorite scale crawler? Um, uh, in a box, in a kit? You I wanna... guess, yeah, box, kit whatever i mean you you feel free to answer however you want because that's the other thing too. anybody listening you know you are a a scratch builder so a lot of your stuff is not like kit related or you know you didn't just take a ready to run you know from brand a b or c and just you know modify the body it's like complete scratch so um feel free to answer it however you want because this is gonna be a first for us we've you know, most most everybody we've had on the show kind of just says, Yeah, I like this brand or that brand or this model, that model. So answer it however you want.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Um well we'll start <clears throat> we'll start with the easy one, at least ready to run. Uh I've been thoroughly impressed by the uh element RC Enduro Sendero ready to run truck right out of the box. Um I'm gonna sound a little salesman like, but just, you know, price per um, features, quality uh, that that Element has put into that truck. I was highly impressed by it. I think they did a really good job on it, and um, at least at a standpoint for new people, second, you know, first truck, second truck. Um, as I say to some of my customers, whatever counts is, uh, you know, I consider that the truck of the year for this year and what it did and, and what they put out. Um, As far as uh, my favorite truck that I built, or it's probably just like my class two truck that I have that I've been running around with for probably like a year and a half or so. It's kind of uh, morphed over time um, with, you know, learning new things, uh, advancements in technology, at least on our end, things like that, if you will. I'm I'm happy with the truck. It does what it what I want it to do, and it still stays together.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, two very good answers, and we'll also link um, all your social well, not all your social media, but uh, where they can find you. So that way, if they want to follow your builds or see what we're talking about, that way they have an idea. They can actually put a picture to what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know it makes some people, you know, we got, like ourselves, we're visual learners, so sometimes we have to see a picture to figure out what we're talking about. Um, second question your favorite place to go crawling? Locally,
2: I'm going to have to <clears throat> defer to, say, Red Rocks, uh, the Red Rocks comp spot, which was. Uh, made famous by the Rocus Rojo series, um, I hosted uh, Scale Nationals uh, at the Red Rocks Comp spot um, in 2015. One, it's close to home in the shop. Um, I know the lines out there. If you will, Sam, if I'm testing a truck, I, I know I can go to the same exact line, put the truck down, try it. If it doesn't do it, you know, tune it up. Um, <clears throat> And uh, you know, retry the line, things like that. Um, just to be specific, a lot of people ask about Red Rocks. They always think it's the amphitheater. Um, it's the actual Red Rocks Comp spot area is uh, a little ways down from the actual Red Rocks Amphitheater. That's you know the outdoor music venue, <clears throat> if you will. You know, made famous by YouTube back in the day. Um, out of state, I've really enjoyed uh, Logandale. Um, in Nevada, kind of closest to Mesquite, um, for hmm. pure terrain. I mean, it is, I think it's like 4,500 or 45,000 acres. Wow. Of, yeah, of just pure, beautiful, I mean, the vistas themselves, not to sound cheese It's you can just stand out there and just kind of get a 1,000-yard stare and just really take it in of how grand the place is as far as like magnitude and let alone crawling out there i mean you could you could be
0: out there for years and years and not touch the same line wow yeah finding those panoramic areas to crawl where you're not just like you know just focusing on what you're crawling but actually you know getting to look around and you know be out in nature whatever um is your cup of tea but that's you know that's always a plus that's always a good yeah. plus. Yeah, when you're focused
2: on driving and for me, um, you know, me personally, when you're focused on competing and you know, you're looking at the truck, you're looking at the rocks, you, you gotta you gotta take some time, just take thirty seconds just to lift your head up, look around and you know, actually take in what's around you. It's like, wow, I'm I'm in this place. You'd you wouldn't be there unless you were driving either a full size truck or more, more often than not, if you were driving a, a little truck, if you weren't doing that, you wouldn't even be in
0: these places. You know? Exactly. No, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, next question is What is your favorite scale event?
3: Uh, let's
2: see. As far as like uh, specific events, say like, Pro Line 5 Fire, Axial Fest, stuff like that
0: yeah it could be that it could be one of your it could be one of the comp series you know that you do whatever like i said we always we always leave it up to to our guests to answer the way they want to answer because like i said we really got blown away when we had ty on here from teakin and he kind of like threw a curveball in one of the answers so now ever since then we've just kind of it's like been a free-for-all gotcha okay (laughs) i don't i don't want to necessarily upset the balance but yeah I'll,
2: I'll just shoot from the hip here uh, locally as far as events uh, I've always enjoyed TTC um, TTC style events kind of like the um, the full-size events uh, at least let me back up our, T- our scale RC TTC events are are copies of the four-wheeler magazine uh, TTC event out in Glen Helen towards your guys mm-hmm. or at least uh... Adam towards <clears throat> your way um, and that series that we run for that is fun because it's basically controlled whiskey throttle and just lots of hoots and hollers and laughing. Um, as far as out of state events, um, I believe I feel that the uh, Crawlapalooza event uh, that the long pretty I think it's the longest running uh, scale RC event in I guess, history, if you will. I think it's coming up on 10 years now, or it's been 10 years. Um, and that event covers everything. They've got pro rigs, sporty rigs. I believe this year they're doing um, one nine mini comp crawlers. Uh, we've They've introduced uh, a trail series or trail class, which is a Basically, Sorka uh, class one, they do a class two, they do a class three, and a TTC on top of that, on top of g uh, G6 style, uh, you know, run that's like a mile and a half. I mean, they got every, it's like a scale RC circus out there, and that's just, that's really cool, because it, it brings everybody together. You know, you got maybe the scale, super scale guys standing right next to the comp crawler guys, and... Everyone's having a good time. Everybody's getting along and, and doing what they love to do with a bunch of awesome people. How, yeah. how many days is that event? Uh, it is three days. It's three days. I'd almost say it's like <clears throat> two and a half. It uh, starts, <clears throat> starts on Friday, um, starts at like noon, and then Saturday is a full day. They have nighttime events. And then Sunday is kind of like, that's when they wrap up the TTC, uh, events. Like they'll do the, uh, they'll do the tank trap. And then I believe they're doing, we're doing uh, mud bog, uh, races, I guess, uh, side-by-side mud bog is what we came up with last oh, year. Wow. And went, yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you're not for as competitive as I can be that part like that even in that type of ttc event, when you get down to the mud drags yeah that's what we call it mud drags it's just pure fun just like throw the truck in there ready set go and everyone it becomes more of a spectator event than just a pure driver event because everybody's watching and and wants to see what's going to happen which is you know you get that crowd participation on top of not only just the drivers who are in the event you know running in the event (laughs) But you have maybe guys looking to get into TTC or looking to build like a really hardcore rig, if you will. And then, oh, by the way, we're having a buttload of fun just running around in the mud.
1: Yeah. That sounds like a good time.
0: Well, yeah, and that's like you already kind of nailed it on the head. I kind of like the fact that it blends so many different variations of scale crawling for, or just crawling in general. Um like you, like you said, you got the comp, you got the, you know, people that follow the Sorka, and then you got just, like, your normal, kind of like what we fall into, like, your G6-style um, crawling, and it's kind of cool to still hear that stuff like that's happening in, you know, in other states because I know as far as where I'm located, the comp crawling scene with, you know, um, like, that's pretty much done, but, like, mm-hmm. there's not too many people that do it out here in northern california anymore
2: yeah and it's it's unfortunate you know because those trucks you know they lost some people maybe and then those trucks are just sitting on shelves and you know it's it's sign of the times if you will i mean we've tried to push you know i guess push and or revive comp crawling because when the, the crawl space first started it was strictly pro sporty and mini comp crawlers that's all we did that was we didn't do anything scale and as the industry changes, trends change, you know, the, the community changes, the people involved change, you know, we've had to adapt and I feel always in a positive way <clears throat> as far as what we would do with the shop, what we would carry in the shop, you know, what we would cater to in the shop. We cater to everybody. We don't, Our one of our mottos is we don't ever say no, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're not gonna tell you no because, oh, your truck doesn't fit. We're going to find some way to get who showed up with whatever to have just as much fun with all of us.
0: You know? That's awesome. Yeah. Which actually that's cool because that will lead me into another question I want to ask after the icebreakers. Um, basically because you will have a different take than our average people on the show. So um, mm-hmm. I just got to try and remember to ask you that question after all this. Oh, let's see. Where are we at? Um, current number of rigs that you own. Oh, let's see. All right.
2: Six of them are going out to Crawlapaloosa tomorrow. Um, one, seven. Eight? I think I got eight of them. This is nice. terrible. Okay. No <laughs> I'm going through the my mental roller deck, imagining what my shop looks like because I probably I, I have at least a half a dozen customer trucks stacked up in a corner, being ready to get worked on, and then I have to like shuffle my stuff around so I have room for the customer trucks
0: <laughs> yeah no that's not a problem um, like i said we've had, really that was the question that kind of like threw us for a loop. When we had Ty on here, and I know we come back to this all the time. He said something like, "Jay, what did he say? Something like 300 rigs? Yeah, I because think that's because he included not something. just crawlers. He he included like he included like drones, planes, on road, off road. You know, one tenth, one eighth. It's like and we're like, holy crap! That, 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 that <laughs> sounds like Mike Kirby. So numbers, that's, you that, know.
1: Oh yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's when we kind of said, okay, we're going to start just letting our guests answer however the hell they want because, you know, that just kind of threw the biggest curveball at what we were expecting. So, yeah, you need a um, warehouse
2: for three hundred rigs. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a big shop, but I'd be like, that's a
1: lot of shelving.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just
1: so this next one will actually them. be interesting.
0: What that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. He was just saying that, that Ty said he might have to start. Oh, gotcha. Question. But I was going to say this will be interesting because this might be a very first um, in the style of answer, but we've asked this question to every guest, comp or trail days? What do you prefer? Um, I prefer uh, comp days. So that was. An- I was going to say that's going to be another first because most people we've had on here, they're always like, oh, yeah, trail, 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 trail. So nice to hear different um, – take on what they prefer yeah
2: it's uh um i'm kind of geared towards i come from a driving family and you know racing some type of machine with a motor a couple wheels and a steering wheel and a seat so that kind of translated into you know the this hobby you know me getting into this hobby and then you know and then forming the shop and and the whole drive of the shop, if you will.
0: Nice. Uh, Let's see, where are we at? Uh, Your favorite body that you wish was available in the scale world, like, what would it be?
2: That one's a tough one. Um, In in actuality, for me personally, I think uh, we need to see more... Mm, no, they got one of those. I mean, there's a RC four-wheel drive, Toyota Tacoma, uh, the older, I think it's like the second-gen style. We kind of, it'd be good to see some new ones, um, you know, newer generation Toyota Tacomas. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping, I was hoping to see uh, somebody do the four-door Gladiator body. I mean, Proline did the four-door Gladiator body, but for the X-Max. I mean,
0: yeah, that's... that was... That's that massive. was pretty disappointing. Yeah. yeah, I know. That was pretty disappointing. I saw that, and I got excited for a second. I was like, oh, but wait a second. It's for the X-Max.
2: Yeah, there's a giant 8-inch tire in front of that, you know, silhouette <laughs> of the body. I was like, oh, okay, it's an X-Max. I mean, I can understand that they why they went that way, you know, and um, what, I, what I'd like to see is more comp bodies, like comp crawler bodies from companies, but, you know, as we spoke about before, that's, you know, Comp crawling has kind of died off, so yeah, so we no. were at least scale, you know,
0: eh, it's some Toyotas. That'd be nice. Yeah, no, I hear you. And last but not least, or actually, no, sorry, two of them. If you were to walk into a store right now, what would be your next scalar purchase?
2: Um. <laughs> like walking to the store like I go into my go into work yeah numb. that's what I was gonna say it's kind of I know it's
0: gonna be hard for you because you know that is your work um I was very impressed
2: by the uh Axial UMG 6x6 um very hesitant when I saw it come out um uh, got him in got to drive one um customer threw on some new tires he's like yeah hey, try it and Man, that thing just mobs over everything. I mean, it is. Yes. <laughs> when the rubber hits the rock or trail or anything, I'm like, I'm, and me being who I am, I grab it and I'm a, I'm appointed at the hardest line in the rock pile at the shop. And I was like, all right, let's see. And then it does it. I'm like, okay, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. I think they did a good job on it, and I'd like to get into that truck you know, if I had the time to, to modify it, change it up as far as like the look, the feel, you know, body, different tube work, things like that.
0: How's yeah. that thing turn? Oh, it, like insane. At least Oh really? Okay. I can only speak for the one I drove one for the first time this weekend at Crawford here. Elio busted his out and I was very impressed with the stock turning. I mean it threw those tires Pretty like they were far. I mean, it's they. It turns so much that it's kind of choppy if you're going too fast.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. And I drove it with a stock servo, stock motor, <coughs> stock ring and pinion, and uh, yeah, definitely impressed by that.
0: Yeah, it's nice. it's definitely impressive, and it also um, acts as. Uh, a submarine so i'll just leave that one there (laughs) (laughs) so we were we were playing in the creek and we would try to see where we could go and it it was actually pretty funny if you i truly feel if you sealed some tires and they're pretty like wide tires i guarantee you that thing would float across (laughs) the water oh no kidding (laughs) because the thing when we first started getting into the deep water it would try to float until the water started making it into the vent hole, then all of a sudden it would sink to the bottom, and then you could actually like drive, and then it would like berth out the other side and come. O- it, it was it was funny. We were we were busting up. So. <laughs> yeah, the the sheer magnitude or at least size of yeah. that truck it's just like you see the box, you see
2: the box that comes in. It's like all right, that's a big truck, and it's like whoa, this is this is pretty beefy, man. You know. It's, yes. <laughs> it's uh, it could be intimidating for new drivers, or at least be. It's
0: like all right, you know bang for your buck kind of thing yes but i've and that's funny too just on a side note i've never been a big multi-axle you know rig kind of person like that's like six by sixes or eight by eights you know those kind of things never really did it for me like it was Mm -hmm. never really like my thing but driving that one it was kind of like okay i can see why people like this like Mm -hmm. you know in my opinion i call it which is, I don't know, it's a bad word to say, but it's almost like training wheels because it's like, if you're crawling over something, you always have some axle somewhere is you got tired to the rocks. So it's able to keep you, you know, moving, whereas if you're driving something with just a front and a rear axle, once one starts lifting, you're relying on the other one, and then you can, you know, get all bound up, or you can high center, teeter-totter, whatever, and you know, then you have to really work it. Whereas this is like, okay, if one starts lifting, you still got four more back there contacting, so you're just kind of like bulldozing through.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely like, yeah, like training wheels almost and taking it to that next step of like, okay, how far can I push this thing with two more tires, another axle? And, and awesome. it's it, it's fun, you know. It, it's Like I said, I was hesitant when it came out. I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be just... Hopefully they did it right, and
0: I think they did. Oh yeah, I think they did too. And then last but not least, to get over the icebreaker questions, which I know is kind of a awkward one, uh, just for this situation, your favorite hobby shop.
3: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, the the one I work at, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've tried in my travels. I've tried to go into to hobby shops when I've had a chance to. Um, when I go out of state for events and whatnot, and my schedule's so tight, and as soon as I, you know, land, get into get into a rental car, drive like a, a maniac to get to event, do the event, all I'm worried about is like, well, where's the next good meal going to come from? Exactly. <laughs> Not, hey, let's go look at a hobby shop. You know.
0: <laughs> no, I hear you on that one. So that basically. Wraps up our icebreakers, so um, I guess before I forget, unless Jay, do you have anything else you want to start off with?
1: Oh, I just had a couple questions about the six by six. Um, for okay, both, well for both some... of you guys, since it was kind of fresh. Yeah. Um. So, it uh, have either of you had any chance to see the Traxxas one in person at all? Yes. How, how I have not. No. Okay. What What was your impression of that one, Adam? After seeing the two, or you know, driving one and seeing the other.
0: So, well, I could have probably driven both of them. So, um, BC, aka Big Country, has one, and he did the whole um, event with his six by six. Wow. Um, looking at it, like I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, when you look at the Traxxas, I'm sorry. There's something about it being a Traxxas, especially with the body they chose kind of looks like a toy coming down the road in my opinion just mm-hmm. because it's like you look at the axial, it's a you know it's a unimog style it's a utility it's a utilitarian style vehicle where you're kind of like okay that's believable look at that whereas you see the mercedes coming, you're kind of like eh um but i mean from what i've seen and what i've the lines i've seen bc pull off it's it's another capable rig but i think it's capable due to the extra bells and whistles that um traxxas comes with because Mm -hmm. he actually stopped by and they were chit-chatting and my lady's dad was like oh you know like he was looking at that and he was talking about it and i want to say that he paid like almost 700 dollars for it so there's a big price difference coming from buying the traxxas versus buying the axial yeah and a lot of that comes into with the extra i think you get the two-speed transmission you get the locker for the rear you get the you know there's there's a lot of extra little things and i think it actually comes all lit up if you get yeah, the right tracks this one so yeah there's areas where you're going to see where that price comes from um but yeah that that's just my first i guess take on it
1: I, I saw a video on YouTube, and I got kind of excited about it because it, they were doing sort of a head-to-head comparison, but it ended up being not really what I was hoping for because the guy, the guy with the Traxxas had already changed out wheels and tires and stuff like that, so it wasn't really like a box stock comparison or anything. But just watching the two rigs in the video, um, it, it was kind of funny because the, the Axial one definitely looked like it articulated over stuff better than the Traxxas, which is something that you and I had talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, how they kind of have two different schools of thought as far as like the link mounts and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of, kind of a little bit disappointing that it wasn't like a true, you know, head to head comparison. But the, the one thing, you know, seeing them both on video, like I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything, but like the Traxxas one, just, it really looked like a new bright, walmart truck that's what i was trying you know
0: that's what i was trying to say it looks very toyish in my opinion versus you know we know what axial can produce it's more of a you know it's it's more of a hobby grade looking rig so i don't know i think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that axial chose like a more like a gunmetal gray which is and it, and even though it is painted on the underneath, it doesn't have that crazy shine. Whereas mm. if you look at that black on the Mercedes, is like super shining. I think that doesn't help. Yeah, well, yeah the, very... the
1: Bronco was that way too. I noticed yeah. like when I had the Bronco, it was the same type of thing. Like it almost looked like a, a hard body in a way. Yeah. yeah, the 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 Mercedes
2: or the Traxxas,
1: you know, Mercedes
2: of all you know, one you've got a very bougie. You know, body on the Traxxas, and some people might be into that. You know, and with the axial one, you know, they didn't go for that primer gray. They went for that, you know, small metal flakes, gunmetal, and you know, I'm 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 a flat paint kind of guy to yeah. start. Like I like flat colors and whatever color it is it'd be flat yellow and i would be like all right that's cool you know yeah exactly uh, yeah the 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 tracks is one the price and two the the bougie look of it it's just like oh well i've seen that on tv but you probably would never see it rolling down the street here like in america you know you oh it's I saw one in Dubai or, you know, where. where yeah, exactly. Things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there goes a sheep driving one. Okay, later <laughs> you got <had> a Jaguar <laughs> in the back or something.
1: I'll... Bumping some Gucci mane.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> yep. No, I know. We are. We had that conversation, I don't know how many episodes ago. And then, of course, it bit me in the butt. I didn't see that exact thing in real life, but. That somebody did a conversion to a G-class um I think what is that I think it's a G that's a G55 mm-hmm. I want to say is Oh what, yeah the truck one and they actually it's like the gla- it was like the gladiator version so it wasn't a 6x6 six six, but it was they they actually I and it was crazy we were on um we were doing the show and I happened to just google that to see what it was and, of course, one of the images, I said, that looks really familiar. That looks like the truck I saw. And I clicked on it. Sure enough, the guy lives, like, two towns over. So I'm like, oh, of course. Yep.
1: <laughs> so I was like, that
0: is the one I saw. And long story short, he, he actually sent it out to, I think it was, like, Sweden or Norway or something, somewhere where they do those conversions like they're known for doing it. And mm-hmm. It looks like the Mercedes version of a Gladiator and the, the, of course so what i'm getting at is i myself had said that oh yeah you'd never see that rolling down the street and then kind of saw something similar so i was like oh okay now i got to eat my words well, saw- well you
2: are close to the silicon valley so you know well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's
0: and that's the thing he you know he lives in woodside which is a very rich town in it's a lot of people with a lot of money, so mm-hmm. he wanted he wanted something i guess in his words when i if I remember correctly from reading that article it was to haul his mountain bikes oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a it's the reverse of a a, a boulder ride right around here they've got a five thousand 000 dollar um mountain bike on top of a three hundred dollar like Honda Civic that just clapped out. <laughs> well yeah. I got my bike. I got
0: my bike to the trail. It was like oh well, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um but yeah. Was there anything else about the six by six?
1: Um no I, I did see a uh on Facebook a a uh, build where, not a RC, it was a real car, but they did a Land Rover 6x6 conversion. I was like, that's what Traxxas should have done. Like, yeah, it actually looked pretty mean.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I can see that.
2: Does, is Land Rover owned by Mercedes or tied to them in any way? I mean, Land is English, right? It's yeah, they, they were
1: Jaguar, but I don't know. You know, some of those car brands have changed hands so many times. Mm-hmm. The last I had heard, they were... Part of Jaguar's brands, but I, I don't know if that's true. That, still, that
0: would—that I don't know if it's still true, but that would make sense because Jaguar is also English, so mm-hmm. that would, to me, that would make sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, they would. It's like, oh, you already got the licensing from Land Rover. Just do a Land Rover six by six. Make it cool. You know, it, it looked
1: different. really good. Like I, I was. Actually, pretty impressed with it. I thought that was a pretty neat looking rig. That would have been, that would have been all right. I one of the things I kind of was excited about with the six by sixes too is it got me thinking. You know, we have a uh, scale RC park that we've been working on here out at a uh, park that's like an all encompassing RC RC park in mm-hmm. this area, and uh, I was watching some videos on YouTube and I got the idea that I was like, dude, we need to do I don't know exactly what they call it over in Europe, but it's kind of like a tough truck competition, but it's just these big giant like diesel semis and Unimogs and these, you know, six by sixes and eight by eights just plowing through mud and these crazy hillsides. And it was a really cool looking event. So I was like, dude, that would be like the killer rig to have for something like that. So I think that's one of the things we're going to try this year, which should be pretty cool. Yeah. That
2: nice. was uh those are the Tetra, uh vehicles, the, big old diesel six by sixes eight yep. by eights and they're kind of stickered up and there's like a buttload of people like watching it and stuff yep. and yeah they're like plowing into the ground and if they come up a hill like you know cab forward design it's you know the driver you know in the full size he's like 20 feet in the air before that thing settles down I mean, that's,
1: oh yeah that's it, wild it looked really cool i think an rc version that'd be pretty fun so i think we're gonna Put that one on the calendar for this next year. I think that'd be a good time. Yeah,
2: definitely, especially with the once everybody gets the six by six for Christmas, and hopefully, you know, changes them up so you don't have like ten of the same Mercedes. Six
3: yeah, six exactly. Just
1: running around. Whose is yeah. that? I guess it's mine. You know? <laughs> exactly. Ought to make for some good video, though. I think that'd be kind of fun. So. Yeah. Well, that, that's it for my six by six questions so okay. pros- proceed
0: so my question was and this is mainly because we have like i said our our first more comp oriented guest so the axial capra is in my opinion more it's definitely a more driver oriented Rig like that idea I think manifested from somebody who wants to comp, who wants to do like that We Rock kind of event um, where it's, like I said, it's a performance rig. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because it's actually, in my opinion, taken from what I've seen around here, a huge liking in our community. So – what I'm saying is, do you think this is kind of like almost like a step back, like trying to bring some sort of like a comp-style rig back to the mainstream? Um, I would say...
2: trying to figure out how to address this. There's, another, there's nothing wrong with, wrong about it. I'm just collecting my thoughts on it. Um, Capra, the, the Capra as a truck as it stands, I feel, was a somewhat old move for Axial. You know, we've all heard the, the scuttlebutt about, you know, rising, buying out Axial, what, almost a year and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're bringing in fresh blood. You, you've got a financial boost, you know, business-wise. And when the public, you know, always cries, we want something different, we want something different. And Axial delivered this truck. It was different, and it is in the same realm as, say, like an SCS 10, a TRX 4, um, a uh, an enduro. You know, it is still a tangible truck to the eye. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you might not see it rolling down the street, but oh, hey, I saw that video. You know, I I googled or you know searched YouTube for rock crawling, and I forgot to put the RC, and then they see we rock style rock buggies, moon buggies, things like that. And then here's, uh, and you know, the general public would be like, oh, that's cool. I've never seen that before. And then here's Axial introducing this truck to the uh, to, the market, if you will, and, and everybody jumped on it. Um, and it might bring back comp, or it is definitely leaning, has stylistic leanings towards comp style rock crawlers. Um, but it still can hang with like, you know, a box stock SCX 10 or enduro, you know, like full size, you know, Oh, my buddy Bob has, you know, a a Forerunner that he's lifted and Oh, you know, John over there has a, has a, uh, um, a Jeep that's lifted and Oh, there's, you know, Carl, he's over there and he's he built that buggy in his garage, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll all tie together, but it, it's, it's kinda I guess opening up the uh, opening up the a broader range of what rock crawling, trailing, whatever is to the general public in, in a scale R C sense.
0: Yeah. That's kinda I like the way you summarize that because that's kinda like the way I guess I see it myself because it's definitely still something that we can recognize from a company that generally releases your out-of-the-box, trail ready, trail friendly, kind of like what you'd see in the real world um, so to say, rig, and this one is now tying in something that can still be on trail with that, but it's got more performance based like like they didn't worry about like, you know, everybody always worries about now runtime. They want to be able to stick, you know, a five thousand or six thousand Uh, milliamp battery in their rig this one i think the biggest you can fit is anywhere between a 22 and a 3000 which is relatively small to what most trail people are used to so um which kind of tells you they did that for size and you know it's It might have been designed to run short time most comp crawls it's short. That's why comp guys usually ran small 1,000 or 1,500 packs because you're doing one set of gates and that's it. Next batter, you're doing the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I really,
2: I, I'm not a cool kid. I don't get any of this information until you guys get it as well, you know. Okay. And I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to sit down and just, you know, hey, what was your guy's idea about, you know, is this the direction we're going with? You know or you guys you know as Axial as a company and you know you can see some leanings towards uh, comp style uh, setups not necessarily specific rigs in the the geometry the design of the truck um, you know the overall look um, will it, it will open doors for the general populace you know in the, the scale RC communities like why oh, didn't oh there's that new truck I mean everybody jumped on this truck like just white on rights are so just like raw you know new trucks and you know new guys are getting into this thing first time uh you know at least for me first time customers walk in the door hey i saw that i was like cool yeah here you go and you know somebody who's never done scale rc or crawling and maybe came came from uh buggy you know go fast buggies or had a, you know oh i have a Traxxas slash everybody's got a tractor Slash, and they see this truck and it's a kit and they're building it i mean that's that's really big you know um. right? new brand new guys never even touched rc they're i want i want that truck you know because it, it appeals to them somehow you know
0: Well, see and that's something else i also think was kind of cool that you know it wasn't really with this one it was more with the axial umg 10 but it was interesting when they released, like, the UMG 10 and now the Capra. Those are t- their last two, I guess you could say, other than the 6x6. Their last two big releases have been kits, which there was a lot of rumor that now that Horizon bought them out, they weren't going to be doing kits anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they've yeah. said that so many times, so Like, you, I hear that rumor so often. Yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're all going to catch, you, you know, it's the... It's
2: not the talk around the water cooler anymore. I call it the the Facebook the Facebook scuttlebutt. You know, yep. oh, Horizon's going to take over Axial and, th- and they're going to drive it into the ground. And you know, I can understand. You know, brand. It's like if you like a band and they put out two awesome records, and then oh, they get a new singer, they get a new drummer, or whatever, and then third records just like, what just happened? You know, you kind of you worry about that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and. And, you know, on a, I'm, for for lack of a better term, I'm a businessman, and I look at it in that sense, and I've been in dealings, in business dealings, both good and bad, and exchanges of money and things like that, and it's like when a company comes in and does this, and, you know, everyone's unsure, you know, you got to remember the bottom line, it's like they're, they're there to produce a product for you to buy, and they're, probably not going to screw it up, or at
1: least you hope they don't, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, that's, yeah, and that's pretty much it for as far as what I wanted, you know, to kind of discuss about, you know, the Capra, just because, like I said, I'd like to hear somebody else's other than our opinions, you yeah. know, on what's going on with it, and I think it's totally cool, because I, myself, when I first got into crawling, um, I bought my first kit, Back in the end of two thousand ten, I want to say, um, and at that point, you were axial was still producing the scorpion in both the ready to run and the almost ready to run, so the AX ten was still available, and my actual my buddy that i always dealt with at my local hobby shop at the time he steered me into the scx 10 because he's like yeah i think you're gonna like the trail truck i honestly think that's the direction everything's going don't get something like this because you'll end up wanting to to get into something like this later i'd rather you know see you you know just jump into something like that which now i can actually take it as an appreciation because it's kind of like one of those things like where i kind of go i kind of wish i got my hands on one of those so it's for me, it's almost like stepping out of the box, and it's actually you're going to be able to do something a little different with it than what you would do with one of your, you know, trail trucks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a lot
1: of people don't know what that thing is, too. I've noticed. Yeah. True. I mean, um, you've got these two
2: axial Capra pages on Facebook, and you know, we, like we touched on RCC before, and you know, there's exchange of information and. You know, I think I think that's what it was too—the allure of the unknown. You know, for the the new buyer, maybe the guy getting into a second truck—they don't know what it is. You know, and you know they they call it, they, it's a UTB, what, Ultimate Trail Buggy. I was like, that's a We Rock Buggy. You know? Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought
1: too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's guys that were like, you know, oh yeah, I can't wait to you for that thing and got guys throwing trailer hitches on them and stuff and it's like <laughs> all right you know the, i think i think the best one's the it's just a baby one nine bomber on portals it's like no it's totally different like different geometry and no trailing arms like this is a rock buggy like it's not well, a go fast rig
0: we'll see and mm-hmm. i think what it is I it's almost like what you said about the whole it's the facebook you know shuffle it's like you're getting so many people throwing in their two cents it starts getting muddied of what it actually is and if anybody actually knows the people that are still left at Axial that were there from the beginning like Randall Davis he hangs out with um I'm drawing a blank Cody
1: Cody from
0: yeah Wagner from uh Mm Lasernut that's all they do is the We Rock stuff they just build buggies for that kind of competition so, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't surprise you when they release a rig like this. Yeah, yeah I mean, not you've, at
1: all. you've got
2: a tie in, you know, that's. We saw that, well, obviously we've seen it with Axial doing Jeeps and then uh, Casey Curry um, being involved. We got Larry McRae with the Poison Spider Wraith, you know, the tie in, the, the mashup, the mix up, whatever the, whatever the kids are calling it these days,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: it, it's bringing light to the full size as well as scale rc or you know scale crawling um things like that you know and that that all is a factor as well yeah you know like you said the old school axial guys are hanging out at laser Nut because they're friends and you know (laughs) well i'd I'd imagine it'd be like
0: hey you know hey man you guys should do this (laughs) like hold my beer you know let's do this (laughs) yep and, and I think it's cool because it's actually like myself being – almost every build I've ever done has always been like scale-related. Like you want it – like I try to go for as realistic or what I would feel is realistic like you'd see on the trail. So mm-hmm. this kit is actually um, allowing me to kind of think a little outside the box because it's like, okay, well, now I don't have to be so like, okay, does, does this look scale? It's more like, okay, how can I – top the game on this so I've already just jumped the gun and I'm, and that's why I'm still collecting parts I'm going to make the thing a four wheel steer vehicle I'm, yeah. not, I'm going that route just because I think it's cool and it was funny because I was actually talking to Jay about that I said this thing would be badass if it was four wheel steer and then two weeks later Rich from Axio releases the video of his being four wheel steer and I was like yep see I knew it I knew I wasn't the only one thinking about that Right, <laughs> And it totally changes the game.
2: Yeah, it, and... it the horizon has broadened for scale, you know? Yep. That's how, yeah, I, that's definitely. how I see it, you know? Yeah,
3: so, absolutely. and I think it's
0: kind of cool. And, like, we actually had this talk with Matt from A-Main a couple weeks ago. You know, this could actually bring a whole new different kind of comping event because now you might see, on top of the stuff like you do, the, the Top Truck Challenge, and the mud drags and all that stuff. Now there might be a scale We Rock event. I, I would.
2: I'm not disclosing anything at this point in time, but I would definitely be into doing that type of event. Not not necessarily uh, running a truck in one. Uh, I, I don't need to build any more of my own, you know, personal trucks because <laughs> I'm swamped with you know customer rigs and whatnot. Um, I would. I would gladly host that event just to get the pictures, to get everybody into it and have a a format, uh, you know, an outlet to have all these trucks out there and being like, okay, yeah, they're all, you know, this class is all Capra's, this class is all, uh, say, race or, or whatnot, but, you know, rear wheels, or rear steer race and not running on the same course, and yeah, you know, just getting it out there just getting the photos, getting everybody together, I think that'd be badass. Oh, it'd be
1: so much fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think the more everybody talks about it, I would not be surprised if that starts becoming a thing, which is kind of, like I said, which is kind of cool because you're almost bringing back the the comp, the original comp with, like, you know, um, your XR10s, your, your sporties, all that stuff. You're bringing, you're kind of almost bringing that kind of mentality, you know, because I've like I said, I've only really got to watch all that because when I got into it, it was either like it was almost like you almost it was like segregated. It's like when I first got into you know, this the scale rock crawling, it was either you're a scaler or you're a comp guy. And -hmm. it was like you picked one or the other and it's kinda like a shame because it's like I didn't really get to check out the other. But when like I've watched certain stuff, like Elio's got tons of videos and old photos of like some of the comp stuff they do, and you're just like watching these lines they pull off, and you're just like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it just opens it up, and
2: you know, the 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 biggest the biggest answer to you know that question is what is actually going to put out, axial going to put out next? What's another company going to put out next? And to kind of you know push that limit open the you know broaden the horizon to scale again you know the 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 Capra you know since you mentioned the the XR10 and you you take the the publicity photos side by side you know the XR10 flexed out it looks cool you know flexed out if you will but it doesn't necessarily look tangible would you you don't see a truck like that on the road in full size You don't see it on the back of a trailer, but you do see a Capra style full size rig. And that's going to, you know, and that's one of the reasons I think scale RC, you know, an an XJ, a JK, a a Toyota, you know, whatever. That's, that's what, that's why scale has taken off because it's tangible, you know, and it's, oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that in a magazine. You know, I saw it on TV, whatever. Yeah. yeah
0: no you definitely nail it on the head because you know like I've stated before my whole thing has always been can I make it realistic you know like I want it to look like something I've seen on the trailer something possible you know mm-hmm. not not something completely ridiculous like that's why my biggest thing with all these rigs that have come out in the past, Mainly through Traxxas, it's like yeah, let's put portals on a Blazer. Let's put portals on a Bronco. It's like those <laughs> rigs would never be running with portals. You no. know, you you'd never see those things with portals. So it's like why? It's like you're now ruining like what somebody could actually, you know, have. And then it kind of puts in. At least in my opinion, it starts putting in that thought where people can think, oh, okay, well, they put portals on this. Let's just go take my Toyota and put portals on it. And you're like,
2: no. <laughs> yeah. No. I've, I've, I've done, I've, I've been involved in full size, you know, trail truck crawler events um, here in Colorado, um, mainly vending at them. I think I've only seen one portal axle rig, it was a Jeep and it was on portals, and I was like, okay, that's cool, but there was only one, you know, yeah, and, you know, it could have been a, obviously, it's a budget thing when you're when you're talking about full size, you know, you can take some beat, you know, $1,500 XJ, throw 35s on it, maybe lift it a little bit with hockey pucks, and you're off on the trail, and you're having fun, and, you know, crawling, you know, taking on some obstacles and whatnot, but, yeah, uh, when I saw that they did, portals and again not the knock traxes it, it it was cool but it it didn't fit you know this it was kind of a it was a it was a a, a hexagon hole but a square peg you it still kind of fit if you had to wiggle it in there you know exactly yeah and I mean the the diff look good you know like say the Bronco it's got a chrome diff on you know diff cover on. okay that's cool but then there's portals. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that in full life, you know, in full size, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's always been like the the consensus that we've always had on our show is kind of like, look, it's not super realistic. That's why, I mean, and I, and I know, I'm sure Axial's heard this numerous times, the rig I would have liked to see them release the portals on would have been like the UMG 10 or even the 6x6 because that's, even there is more realistic meaning like you know okay it's a military style rig they usually have some crazy trick suspension anyways because they're trying to go over stuff and whatnot so yeah that can make sense so yeah. it would be nice to see it on there you know too but i'm sure now with the with these axles being available because that was the thing that actually blew my mind was i wanted to know okay how am i going to do this you know, because, mm-hmm. like, Rich, obviously, he works at Axial. He has the option to just pull parts off and, you know, make it happen. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? And I've actually reached out to Axial and said, hey, when's this going to be available? And they said, oh, it's going to be a little bit. If it wasn't for a local guy, Gene Boyd, telling me that um, that RC Country in Sacramento, you know, has the parts on the on the wall, I was like, well, then they got to be available. So I went over to A-Main and have everything you need
2: yeah yeah i think uh, obviously again kind of throwing in the, the the business side of it or at least the industry side of it um at least what i know it's like they're they've got to fulfill the orders for all these kits you know they got to do the axles you know all the axle parts that they're producing go into the kits and get them out there i'd like to see you know axial did ar-44 axle set i mean you got to buy two of them to get the ar-44 axles hopefully they come out in, you know, in time, come out with a, a Portal Axle kit, you know, a bag of for yes. the Portal it, Axles. It would know. be
0: nice if you could do that because, I, like, what I had to do is I literally had to piecemeal everything, and I'm almost, I'm like, I want to say I'm 95% sure I have everything I need um, because I had to order, so basically you had to order, because the way it came is the axles. The axle itself, because it has the built-in C's for the steering, and then you have to buy the portal knuckles. Then you have to buy the stub shafts. Then uh, I might have goofed just because I wasn't really paying attention. I ordered the gear set that goes in there just because I didn't know if they were different. I don't mm. see why they would be different, but I might have goofed and I added that because I was as I'm ordering, I'm trying to think. Okay, what am I going to need? That's not going to work with the with the with the rear ones. I needed the actual internal shafts, like the CV shafts that actually turn. So I need those. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, so like three or four different items later, I it was like, I think I have everything I need to make yeah, this work.
2: Well, at least you have an extra set of gears. I mean, they are sintered gears from what I've seen. Obviously, they're fairly beefy. Compared to other sintered gears that Axial has put
0: out, um, when I, well, sorry, when I'm talking about the gears, I didn't mean the actual gear set in the center. They're like the third member. I'm talking about the ones in the portal themselves. Oh, okay.
2: yeah, the, the yeah, the portal boxes. Those are sintered. Oh, and okay. I believe yeah, I believe the uh, the ring and pinion gears in the diff are machined.
0: Okay, if
2: I'm not mistaken, but you know the sintered gears like we've dealt with like. Going back, uh, back to the XR, uh, XR 10 days, you know, those were cinder gears, and they were unfortunately pretty crappy, so these ones now look good, beefy-wise, you know, uh, 32-pitch tooth, Um, you know, if you do grenade one, say you send it one time, at least you got some extra ones if you order too many parts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, see, it's one of those things, I'm like sitting there, you know, as usual, late night scrolling, like going, okay, do I need this, do I need that, and the one thing I thought was pretty cool was the axle housing itself comes with the diff cover because it's like a third member style and it actually comes with the plastic servo mount. So if realistically, like if you ever had to replace that part, you knowing that you can buy that and you're getting some extra parts with it is kinda cool. Yeah. So Yeah, um, and it's only ten bucks too. You know, yes. they
2: they did a good job on their plastic from what I've seen and then the price Cause I, I ordered all those parts because I, like, I saw those axles. I'm like, I know somebody around here is going to want to do rear wheel or rear steer, so let's just get these parts. And I think I got most of them. They, they should show up tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and that's what I said too. I said, like, yeah, I think I got everything I need, but we'll see We'll when I start putting it all together. I think there's some other stuff I missed, like for instance I'm sure in the kit um, I always call them top hats. Those little bushings that go in between the knuckles and the chubs. I think I didn't order those, so I'm sure they only come with one set in the in the kit, so I'm probably going to have to see what lo- they are. It looks like they just used a shoulder bolt on oh, it. Oh, it's just a shoulder bolt? Yeah, mm.
1: I, I cracked mine open this morning. It showed up today, and it's all in pieces sitting on the coffee table, and uh, yeah, it, it it looks like they just used a shoulder bolt like on the RTRs. Instead of a feral like that top hat, uh, I exactly referred to them as ferals. I was told that they were ferrules. I was like, okay, whatever.
0: Top hats. I was call, yeah, I was called the top hats. That was always my thing too. Yep. Okay, well I have to check that out because if that's the case, then then I only have to get a package of uh, shoulder bolts and be done with it. Or
2: you can use like the Vanquish sleeve, uh, the Vanquish uh, sleeve bushings they put out for the. Uh, sex 102 that should hopefully be the same size. Yeah, I believe yeah. those are... I don't know the dimensions offhand, but that should at least... It might not be perfect, but at least it'll get you up and running at least mocked up, you know?
0: Yeah. So, But that's really about it for me as far as ranting and raving about the Capra. That's just like... I don't know. It's one of those things... Like you've already kind of nailed it. It's like, it's like new, and it's enough that it's creating such a feeding frenzy that it's like, you know, there's people that I know that weren't even really thinking about it, and now they're like, I think I'm gonna have to get one.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the only downside that I saw to the Capra that overshadowed the six by six, and you know, whoever runs marketing that Axial might want to, you know, it's like maybe we should release this truck and get it out there before we start doing another one and then, oh, by the way, we've got like 10,000 six by sixes sitting in a warehouse because everybody's going bonkers over the Capra, you know? Yeah, that's tough
1: when you create a situation where you got to sell against yourself, basically, you know? Yeah. See, and
0: and I I think the reason why they did that, just in my own speculation, is the fact that everybody kind of saw the 6x6 back at Proline by the Fire. Like, there was already those leaked photos, so I think it's one of those things, okay, they already knew that was out there, they already knew it was coming, so if you had a thing, like, you were like, oh yeah, I want a 6x6, I think you kind of already knew that, you know, that was coming. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why they built so much hype around the Capra, because that was something that nobody saw, which actually... Now I'm kind of bummed. That was the rig that was in the glass box at Axial Fest, and I missed because I was only there for two days. Mm.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that they were, you know, doing a black light or dark tent or whatever to promote it. And you know, I, I appreciate. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not knocking Axial's marketing department in any way. Um, you know, their their marketing strategy and how they marketed the Capra was really good you know i was i was in the music industry for a very long time and that that industry is based on hype and buzz you know to start and it's like okay they got they got something going on here they they got people that know you know let's let's get some hype going let's get excited you know it's uh it's hard to get excited when you know like we spoke about the enduro you know the enduro is associated uh, answer to the uh, or excuse me the FDX10, you know the TRX4, whatever it's the same basic design and not to say that the industry became formulaic, but now Axial took the took the big step forward, you know I feel or at least a positive step and made this truck and then blew it up and did really well with just everything about it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and like I said, another another answer that where you nailed it on the head, like the whole industry as a whole kind of came up with okay, let's all come out with our own trail rig. It's all gonna kind of be somewhat relatable, so that everybody's gonna understand that it's it's a trail rig, but you know they're all gonna have their own little you know parts and what makes theirs theirs and
3: yeah, and all personal that
0: nuances. Yeah, and now there's a whole other class, so it's like, are we going to see somebody coming out, like you said earlier, are we going to see somebody coming out with an answer to the CAPRA?
2: Yeah, you know, and and it's, we, we, I spoke about this with um, uh, some close friends, I was like, you know, we've got, to a point, you don't, you know, you obviously don't need infighting between companies, but, you know, it's like, McDonald's and Burger King or, or, you know, Nike and Adidas or whatever, you know, you, you, whatever companies are within their specific industry. Now you have this kind of competition going and it, it hopefully is friendly. You know, I'm not in board meetings with any of these people and, um, you know, they obviously Axial is based in California. So is team associated, you know, associated has been around since the dawn of since dirt, you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, uh, you know they decided to go this way and it was a good step in the right direction and now you've got kind of this competition going and that's going to that's going to create excitement that's going to drive the industry it's going to keep the community engaged and you know like you said growing the 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 view of scale rc you know with whatever everybody puts out you know
0: yeah No, I hundred and ten percent agree. So that's what we've always said. You know, it's an exciting time to be in this industry, like to be around it, to have this as your hobby. Because there's so much stuff that's coming out right now. It's like you, like if you're miserable in this industry, then I think you're just a miserable person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you can't be happy playing with a toy truck whether you're alone or with friends and getting excited about new trucks, new parts, you, you might want to check out stamp collecting or something, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what, what else? I know I just want to touch briefly on crawl for a cure because, um, that was an event I know Jay wanted to come out to, but it just didn't work out. Um, It was pretty fun. Uh, That's something that I've definitely... It's been kind of cool. I guess a little fun fact. I've been to every single Crawl for a Cure since it started. And the first one was in 2013, Mm -hmm. I think, was the first one. Because I think it's been about eight or... Yeah, has it been about eight years? I don't know. And um, it's just interesting because it's like the first one started out is kind of like... Mark Betancourt is the one who puts it on. The whole Betancourt family is the one who kind of gets involved. And it's interesting to watch it because when the first one happened, Tabitha, Mark's wife, uh, her friend was battling breast cancer. So he's like, I want to do something to kind of like help awareness and like, you know, do something positive, you know, um, and create awareness. And maybe if we can make some money for. You know the American Cancer Society. You know it's a plus, and the first one was pretty cool because you know you're let you go. It's new. It's you know it's kind. Of, it was more like a almost like a get together. I want to say there was like fifty people max, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, it's just growing and growing and growing. And every year, more and more more and more people are getting involved. And now it's becoming such a big event. They hit 447 people this last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they hit the 500 mark next year. They were kind of hoping for the 500 mark this year, but I definitely see it happening next year because, I mean, there's just more and more people getting involved, and it's becoming more of, like, a bigger event, like you would say, like your Proline by the Fire or your Axial Fest, you know, something of that nature because now the whole family gets involved. Because I remember the very first one, you got, like... I think like if you when you bought your thing, I think you got a lunch. it was like a hot dog and a water and a bag of chips, you know something that they could just do really quickly. now mm-hmm. they have the whole family involved like this year they were they were doing street style tacos, and it's oh, like nice. they're like grilling everything up and you know it's like an assembly line, you walk up you get and i mean it's it's cool it's because it's it's turning into a bigger event and it's and it's all it's all going to a good cause, so I've always said. It's awesome when you can link something like the scale hobby, the scale crawling, something that everybody goes out and enjoys doing and now you're doing that to create awareness and to give back to, you know, real life problems that people deal with and it's becoming more and more, you know, common, not just breast cancer, just cancer in general. And I've always said it's cool when you can, you know, merge the two together and you're doing something good.
2: Yeah, so. you're, you're getting people together for a cause and, you you know, uniting people, creating awareness in, in a, you know, a family atmosphere. You know, we can, we've all been affected by someone with cancer. It sucks. We yep. don't want to deal with it. We, we need it to go away. And those steps no matter how small and it obviously sounds those steps have been very big from fifty people to, you know, four hundred plus. That's 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 amazing to bring people together not just for fun but for a
0: cause and to do good for it. That's that's really, really awesome. Yeah, and I might have missed it. I think Mark did um a thank you video. I want to say it was yesterday. Um, I not I don't know if I've caught it yet or I saw it earlier um cuz I was kind of scrolling at lunch and I saw something but I didn't have a chance to fully watch it. He might have announced how much money they raised this year because every year he always announces how much money they raised. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it it I really wanted I really wish I had those numbers for this episode, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um so I apologize, but like I said, I can't say enough about that event. If you're if you're in the area or even not in the area and you want to travel. I mean, that was the other thing that blew my mind too. It's one thing when you see people go to like Proline by the Fire or Axio Fest or like of Palooza where you're where like, you know, you see people coming from all over wanting to go to those big name events. But mm-hmm. to see somebody like there's um, – there are these guys or family, I should say, from Costa Rica came up to – Axial fest I want to say in two seventeen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, I remember and them. Yeah, they came to they came to crawl for a cure this year. That's, that's awesome. rad. Yeah. That's really and, cool. So it's kinda of cool to see like, you know, okay, that's a big enough deal for them to fly, you know, from another country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to come to come crawl it, you know. And it, and yeah, so I think it's pretty cool. It's it was definitely a fun event if you're if if you're in the area or even if you're not in the area and you want to travel out, I say it's an event you must attend. And the train's awesome. And that was the other thing that I was really happy for them is they found like their quote unquote home, like where they're going to have the event like every year. Mm. Uh, It's a place called Bear River Lake Resort in Pioneer, California. And it's a total, it is, it's a campground. There's a lake, but the, the water's actually pretty low at the time they have the event. And so you still have some creeks and whatnot, so there is some water. Um, but there's a lot of granite, dirt, uh you know, river rock. I mean there's a little bit of everything. So it's a great it's a great area to go scaling. So um it's a definite must. So And then also to, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I just say I just wanted to get my, you know, thoughts on the event in this episode. Yeah. And that's it. Not only does it bring people
2: together for cause, it it uh, promotes awareness and, and raises money. And on top of that, it also promotes this hobby to the general public. And you know, it goes hand in hand. And then also to doing it at this uh, um, campground is the campground a uh, is it a state ran facility or no? It's uh, private private okay and that that's another thing too that that's one of the things like we battle in colorado um we places get closed down because they think we're just out there destroying the place you know and you know oh i'm on a bike trail a couple guys will go on bike trails to go trailing because it's close to town or whatever and if you oh you playing with your toy trucks you're just ripping the place up it's like no we're we're here we're having fun and then on top of that you're promoting how you know a healthy uh, lifestyle you know playing with toy trucks or a, a health the the healthy part of the the hobby I'm trying to tie this all together if you know what I'm yeah. saying right <laughs> no, right right yeah
0: <laughs> no I get what you're saying and I know here in, in California we have the same issue too you know they're shutting down things left and right not just for like, what the scale's doing, but what what one-to-ones are doing. I know uh, CORVA, the California Off-Road Vehicle Association, was just battling to keep um, Oceano Dunes, a.k.a. PISMO, open because they wanted to shut it down as an off-highway vehicle um, location due to the fact they're saying that there's too much pollution, too much, you know, it's just tearing up the, you know, the beaches, it's tearing up, you know, that quote unquote natural habitats and whatnot and it's a shame it's like something that needs to be spread not just through the one-to-one but also the scale like you need to be able to say hey we're coming in here we're not destroying we are using it just like somebody who's hiking somebody who's backpacking who's Mm -hmm. you know mountain biking and they're not there to destroy it they're there to use it and enjoy it
2: yeah just like everybody else yeah we're not going to go i'm not going to even touch on will my tax dollars pay for this
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you know we're not going to go that political but um case in point we i host a uh, scale adventure series which is like a g6 and we do it at different locations uh along the front range which is like our side of the rocky mountains towards denver and we've as that Um, series has grown over the years. It's my longest running series that I host um, to give back to be the Boy Scout, (laughs) believe it or not, I was and still believe in it. You know, you go as a Boy Scout, they teach you, you know, you leave it better than you found it. And Uh we, we encourage people to pick up trash because then trash becomes bonus points for your score for your trail run. So we got guys running around with, you know, I'll bring out uh, shopping bags. um, And they've got these things full, you know, of trash, of anything that they find, they get the point for it, and we clean up the place as well. And I've spoken to rangers somewhat heatedly about it, and i was like, we just did your job, you know? Yeah. We want this place to be open. We want it to be nice. And not only do, you know... By the, the attendees get to drive the toy trucks and have fun, but we're cleaning up the environment and keeping it as pristine as, as possible, or at least you know making it as pristine as possible. And I've handed, again, a, a heated discussion with a park ranger. I've handed them two trash bags. I'm like, here you go, bud. There you go. We took care of it for you. Yeah. Like, well, Do you make all this trash? No, we picked it up, you know, because we're going to be back here again, and because we want to keep playing here. We want to to you know we all run to the mountains to go enjoy it whether it's toy trucks or camping or whatever let's just make it even better by cleaning this place up you know
0: yeah and that's always in and, and even you know when I'm not on the trail just even if you're out like walking around or sightseeing or whatever it's always a shame to think someone's just gonna be like just toss this you know candy wrapper or their lunch you know their lunch bag or whatever mm-hmm. you know bottle like half used bottle of water it's like you why do you think somebody else is going to come pick it up? You think your mom's going to come through here and clean your room? Like Yeah, I'm not your mom, you know. <laughs> it's like why it's I don't know, it's like why can't you just pack it out? It'd be so much easier and that would actually in multiple you know, aspects that would help when it comes time to people wanting to have events or branch out cuz I was actually talking to another um group of guys um out here that was at Crawford here and we were kind of talking about how they want to find a permanent home for their event. Cause it's always nice when, you you know, most, most of these places, they come up with a permanent, you know, like, Oh, this is where we have our event. And it's always there. Like pro lines pretty much taken apple Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, a- Axial fest has moved, but it's still in the same area. It used to be at Cisco. Now it looks like it's going to be somewhere. I want to say it's either back at Donner or it's going to be, in that area, Northern northern California, up in the Sierras. Um, and I think what you said, Crawl of has been going on for, what, 10 years now? Yeah, at least and, 10 years, yeah. And that's always been in the same location. So it's like a lot of these places try to have, like, their base camp or their home. That's where it's always going to be. And mm. when I was talking to these guys, um, the ASD crawlers, they were like, yeah, we want to, you know, find that place we can call home. But it's hard because they said when you tell – somebody who's never dealt with RC cars before, never dealt with scale crawler people at all. And you're like, yeah, we want to have an event here. And at first they're kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool. right, yeah, you can have your event. How many people do you think are going to show up? 10, 15, 20? And they're like, oh no, like 300 people. They go, Mm no, 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 no. We don't want (laughs) you here. We don't want that kind of traffic here. And it gets hard because I I don't know if it's a freak out thinking there's that much trash, but it's like, if you really stop and think, it's like a win-win because I know that's the one reason why Bear River Resort was so – I guess when the Bentoncourt family reached out to them and said, hey, this is what we wanted to do, I don't think they seemed so reluctant because in their eyes they thought, well, look, we have a day ad- admission to get in, which isn't much. It's five bucks. Mm-hmm. So you pay your five bucks. Now think about it. Five bucks times 447 people. You know they're making a decent amount of money on a time they probably wouldn't really be making anything because it's starting to get cold. You know, not a lot of people are camping, so it's like, you know, it's a win-win for everybody.
2: Exactly. You know, and you know that's that's something I somewhat try to avoid when you know doing events is you know to a point that you know being a pri even a private uh, location. Uh, you said Bear Creek, Bear River. Bear River, excuse me. We have a Bear Creek over here. Bear River, yeah, they need, they have to make money as a business to sustain everything so you have, hopefully, bathrooms or, you know, oh, yeah. whatever. Keep the lights on, if you will, and and yeah, five bucks to get in. I'll go, you know.
0: <laughs> See, and that's what's nice, because where they started out at, up in um, I always, I always draw a blank, but it doesn't matter. It's the lake they used to do it at up off of 80 um that that lake was a ripoff the day use mm. was like 20 bucks so Ooh. it's like you know it's it that right there drives a lot of people away
2: yeah you know it's got to be affordable you know that's the cool part about doing scale rc here i go off on a tangent you know if you guys ever race buggies and you you know race that uh, a, a race an actual you know sanctioned race or whatever. Mm-hmm. They want, like, $40, 50 per
1: class. Oh, yeah. Entry fees are a lot. We paid 40 per class for the Northwest Championship Tour here. Yeah, you do a lot of go fast, right, Jay? Yeah, yeah, just regular, like, off-road buggy racing. Yeah,
2: and, yeah, that's – obviously, it's understandable to, you know, for um, a track, if it's a track or – you know, they've got obviously got a track set up that takes a lot of time and maintenance and yeah, right, they, you yeah. Know, expenses need to get covered. And you know, I think that was one of the, also the, the biggest, bigger draws for scale RC, even if you did an event, you know, oh, okay. However much say axial fast, but you're, you're going like axial fast is different to me. I've never been, but it's an experience. It's not, Oh, I have to pay $50 to be here. It's like, I paid fifty dollars, and I saw all of this cool stuff. Made a bunch oh, of friends, yeah. you know. Exactly, you know. And the, this crawl for the cure, all these big events. I mean, there are so many events for scale RC popping up everywhere, and they're all affordable. You know. Oh, yeah, you got hours and literally hours of fun.
0: You know, <laughs> it's, it, it, that's what's cool about all of this. You know. Yeah, exactly, and I've always said because you know I know there's people that complain. Like I know one year Axial had. You know, I think after the year when a lot of people's stuff were getting vandalized and ripped off at when they were at the closing ceremonies, they the following year they upped the price because they started having security patrol the campgrounds at night and patrol everything while everybody was, you know, either a asleep or b on trail or c at the closing ceremony and so the price went up a little bit but it wasn't much it was like 5 maybe 10 bucks max and people yeah. lost their minds and you're like oh yeah and you're like are you <laughs> serious it's like think about it that's really nothing compared to what you know you, you that has to go into this and i i mean that was one thing i really enjoyed talking to, to john schultz about on the show was he even said he goes what people don't realize is the amount of time and energy that goes into putting these sh- these events on, you know, and you and you could probably actually attest to this because there's planning, there's making sure everything goes on, you know, without a hitch, you know, making sure you have everything you need, you know, dotting all your I's, crossing all your T's, and that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And especially with the
2: undertaking axial fast proline biofire, um, crawl for the cure, you know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people aren't you know the general public the attendees aren't aware of because that's you know as an event host you know I, I wear many hats if you will mm-hmm. and you know it, you're the event host you know for me personally I'm the event host I'm the media coordinator and the promoter I'm
3: the mm-hmm. you know the
2: the marshal whatever you know the <laughs> the security you know everything and, and yeah you know my my for my series the, the most expensive is ten dollars i could raise this at 15 just to cover my cost but you know it would be the same thing i mean that like a wax poetic on you know what things should be charged for but we, we don't need to go there but yeah i'm sure i'm sure chelsea hit it on the head just saying yeah we there's a lot of stuff going on i mean they got a staff of how many people for axial fest oh, oh yeah 40. Yeah. You know, and then on top of having a security detail, you know, that's competent, not just, hey, my brother, you know, has a uniform, (laughs) you know, I'll bring him in. We'll pay him $10 an hour. No, I'm sure they had some full detail security walking around there.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny that you guys bring this up because I, sadly enough, I, uh, so there's a club that I've ran up here for the last four years and I finally just, recently at the last comp let everybody know that I was just done and over it and uh you know it's funny that we're having this conversation because people don't realize the amount of time and energy it takes and our series has always been free and uh my business um I'm fortunate enough to where I can make a lot of things here and so I've Donated the awards each year and stuff. And uh, this last year, I had paid for all the raffle prizes out of my pocket and everything. And all of our events are free. And what I've done to try and offset the cost of that is sell like club gear, like decal sheets. Uh, We were going to do hats, t shirts, and stuff. And just nobody was buying anything and i was like hey guys you know if you could at least like buy a sticker sheet you know it's five bucks to help go towards the awards which are for you that's not even taking into consideration my cost in making them or anything you know it's just gonna kind of help pay for this and they wanted more classes and so we did more classes and then they the guys that uh had to work on Saturdays were bitching that, you know, well, I want to have a, I want to do a, you know, participate. So can we do a series? It's only Sundays in a series. It's only Saturdays. And, you know, so next thing you know, it's like, we've got three times the amount of trophies now that we've had in the past. And, um, even after the meeting, nobody, it just fell on deaf ears. Like nobody wanted to contribute. And I'm like, guys, this is for you. You know, this Mm -hmm. isn't for me. This is for you. I'm not asking for donations here. You're getting something physical for your purchase. And it'd be cool if you showed a little like club pride and spirit and stuff. And it just the, like even after that, out of a group of 130 some odd people in the club, we had two guys, after I said something about it that ordered some stuff. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, you know what, guys, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I, you know, it's been four years now. I'm tired of beating my head against the wall and giving you guys what you want. And they don't understand, you know, it's like, the, la- the last year, I finally got it to where people are helping, like, pick up the course and stuff. And, you know, when we're done at the end of the day and, you know, get a little bit of help setting up the course, you know. But it's always, like, the same one or two people that help, and that's it. And, you know, one dude was like, well, you know, I made some copies once for you when we ran out of scorecards. You know, I ran home and made copies. It's like, that's cool. I appreciate that. But, you know, <laughs> that that's not quite the same thing. So yeah. yeah. They just they don't get what's involved in it, and it's it's a thankless job.
2: Uh, and I, I feel your pain, and um, if this if this uh, this episode kind of brings light to that to people, um, if you guys want to touch on that, I'm not gonna start yelling or anything. Sure. <laughs> um, no, no. You, I'm know, with it's, you when when these events happen, and yeah, there there is an entry fee, and you know, I've dealt with everything that you have, and, you know, we're going on nine years for the crawl space, and I I don't know how to fix that. I'm all, you know, I'm a dude, I fix things, you know, how do we, how do we make this better, and I'm always, you know, for me, I've always tried to, um, how do I do these things better, how do I streamline things, you know, work ethic, if you will, and getting people involved, and, you know, that's, I call that, you know, to a point that's going to be the bad apple syndrome. As far as like, well, that guy's going to complain because it's not going his way. But look at these ten other people that are having an absolute blast. Right. And I try to. I focus on that. You know. I. I run. Personally, I run four different series every year, and I only run like get to actually drive in two of them and one of them being my scale adventure series the g6 style van. i don't even run i show i don't even bring a truck i show oh, up wow. yeah i show up i set everything up i get everything and you know I, I'm, I'm kind of a one-man operation i've when i was in the construction industry i worked by myself a lot so i mm-hmm. learned how you know i had i to a point, I had to learn to be self-efficient. I had to be self-efficient, or else I'd be out of a job. You know, and right. I take that as far as you know. You know, this is what I do. This is this is part of the gig. You know, and if yes, I make money from these events to cover my time, my effort. You know, I'm up at the butt crack of dawn haul myself out of bed at 4 in the morning, you know, go get a breakfast, drag out, you know, drag the truck out to the, um, you know, drive out to the event site, set up, you know, 100-plus gates, set up bridges, set up whatever, do everything like that. And then, you know, by the time people show up, I'm hot, sweaty, tired. And people are coming in and it's like, oh, man, you need some help. I'm like, and that's my thing, also from my upbringing of being... From Hawaii and taking care of people that that's what I enjoy you know and if this hopefully puts some maybe wind in your sails again Jay um, to maybe get back involved in it and you know you see yeah we can focus on the people that are being crappy about it or we can focus on the people that are totally into it and you know the guys that are helping out and you know, I've also learned, too, say we're judging at, like, a, a scale comp event. I just hand somebody the clipboard and be like, here, judge. And they they can't really say no, you know? Right, and, right. And then they get involved. And then they're like, oh, I, I I watched that guy's line, and I did the same thing, and I got through it. I'm like, yeah, there you go. You know, you however you need to spin it, per se, to get people involved, hopefully. Exactly. You know, it, it's, it's, and, but again... Going back to the scale, I get everything set up, They, everybody has a blast, everybody has, oh, you're going to run? No, I just have fun with you guys having fun, you know, because, and then I still have people help me out at the end, because they're like, oh, I finished the course, you want me to go, you know, pick it up? I'll, well, yeah, if you want to, you don't have to, I'll take care of it, but... You know, they they have fun doing. I don't know how. Maybe maybe it's something in the water in Colorado or something else in Colorado. Hey, can I help clean up? Sure.
1: You
0: know, (laughs) that's that's pretty cool. That's good. I was gonna say for me because that's kind of like how I got involved in wanting to like help out and doing a lot of that stuff. Because like, I mean, I've never really put on an event, so to say, but I've been involved with a handful of events and. You know, I know what it takes to, to, you know, you have to set up, then you have to clean up, then you have to make sure that, you know, you, like I said, you have to do everything. You, you already know the song and dance. It's, so I guess for me, when I first got into this and first started going to events, my whole thing was I was like, well, you know, how can I help? You know, it's fun because it's like, okay, I get to do all this, but do you need to help with this? Do you need to help with that? I think that's, it's like something like, I think some people just either you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And you either have that, Hey, I want to help out or no, I'm just going to use it. And when it's done, I'm out of here. And that's kind
1: of how it is. And I, I think part of it might be a generation gap because we've got like a new group of people this last year and this year. And, uh, it's not that old school work ethic of, hey, what can I do that needs to be done? It's more like, you know, well, one of the guys I was talking to is like, well, you know, asking for help goes a long ways. It's like, yeah, but I shouldn't have to, you know, like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to mm-hmm. ask you guys. You should be like, hey, you know, can I pitch in? What can I do? You know, and it's I you know, I, I kind of chalk it up to just being like a generation gap. You know, I'm, yeah. I am I just turned 43 and, you know, I'm kind of old school. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just, it, it's a shame and I'm not trying to turn this into like a pity party for me or anything, but I think what really hit home is when I addressed all this, there wasn't one person that was like, Hey, what can we do to make things easier to keep you involved? Like that was never asked. It was just like, Oh, this sucks. Well, I guess we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. You and know, then- it's like, okay, rad. Yeah. Thanks guys.
2: <laughs> Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm going to be 42 this year. And, um, like recently we did a, um, a nighttime scale adventure, you know, night run at Red Rocks. And I had a, you know, a new kid. He's you know, anyone under 30 is a kid to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he he ran, he ran the trail. It was a hundred, 120 some odd gates, you know, and they were out there for a good couple hours. You know, it's, it's, about nine o'clock, you know, nine thirty-ish. I'm starting to clean up, and kid comes into home base. and I was like, "Oh, did you have fun?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it was all right." I'm like, "Dude, see I mean, I mean, t- be truthful." You know, I've got guys like, "Oh hey, that one gate was a little too tough," and some of the the newer guys had a little issue with it.
3: And mm-hmm.
2: I was like, "Oh okay," you know, because my mind is zeroed on you know comp lines, but I have to change, I have to switch it up when we do. These scale adventures, you know, the gates obviously have, you know, the, the checkpoints and gates, whatever you want to call them, need to be a little bit bigger. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. And, you know, everyone is having an absolute blast. You get this one kid, oh, yeah, it was all right. But, like, uh, he's like, oh, it's my first event. I'm like, yeah, I just kind of blew your mind. So, if you're trying to be cool, that's <laughs> sure, I guess, you know. But And everybody looked at him like, wow, dude, seriously, you know, and – Here's me, it's cold, you know, it's about 60 degrees, everyone's in jackets. I'm in a wife beater and sweating my butt off to, you know, get this event going, you know, set up all the games, run around. You know, I've got bridges set up everywhere because everybody likes bridges. You know, I was told, oh, you know, do you have any bridges? I was like, no, but I'll make some. And, you know, a day later I had ten bridges built, you know, from two feet all the way up to eight feet. To, to you know throw out on these courses and everybody's like, oh that bridge was so awesome I was like oh right on you know and cool you know but yeah we're definitely talking about a generation gap
1: of of either doers or askers I guess you know yeah exactly
0: yeah I guess I'm just an old soul <laughs> it,
2: it, it's it's a, it's appreciated when people help out and I think you know making the community aware of what does go into these events whether it be a day event a two-day event a week-long event there's a lot that goes into these and the people that do it it is a labor of love and if everyone gets involved you know i the first time i went out to crawl a i just went out to drive i i can't sit there and wait to drive i'm going to grab a clipboard i'm going to go oh hey do you need some help you know and again and it's, then you get to meet new people not just from driving But, oh, I helped out so-and-so, you know, set up a tent, you know, the littlest thing. Oh, you know, somebody needed help setting up their easy-up tent. Oh, hey, my name's Etaika. How are you doing? Oh, you got that truck? Cool, you know. It's getting involved. I think, you know, regardless of age, I think, well, to a point age, you know, the kids don't want to get, oh, I'm just here, you know. Oh, yeah, you can be here, but then you can be involved, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But yep, I mean, I definitely, you know, do got to say. With these events, you know, I guess any little help, you know, is appreciated. So, like, if anyone's listening, you want to, you know, if, even it come, like, even if you just ask at the end and and they say, oh no, we got it, you know, if at that point you want to just walk away, that's fine. But at least you've made the, you know, gesture that you actually give a crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure there's people at you know axial fest that were helping out or at least trying to help out, and, you know they 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 have it covered, but you know, hey, can I help? what can I do you know it it's those little words, and just even if it was like, oh, I gotta bounce out, but oh, I'll go grab the trash bags real quick. hey, that helps man that's oh okay. yeah, absolutely, you know, you know, and that's at least as me as a you know event host promoter whatever whatever my tag is for the day, you know and keeping things going, keeping things moving, and people having fun, but also getting people involved.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, I'll I remember, you know, like I said, my first, I think it was after my first three events, because back when I first got into this, there was a local, I guess, club, Golden State RC Crawlers, they were putting on these, they were called Enduros, and they were, you know, just like your, you know, trail adventure kind of, series and after like the third one i went to i you know got to become friendly with some of the guys in there and actually elio was one of the members and i was like hey you know like do they need help with anything you know like or what What if i become like a member like you know then i can actually help out with this and then it's like there are some that even like because that one was one where they're like yeah sometimes it's not all what you crack up to be and he was actually saying stuff like what jay was um discussing where it's one person complaining about how they do all this, nobody else helps. And, you know, so it is one of those, you know, it's a whole team effort. So mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of it, you but you don't do anything, then, you know, you maybe you yeah. should move out of the way. Maybe you should move out of the way so somebody else that actually wants to do it yeah. can do it and create a good, fun, positive experience.
2: Yeah, we, we've learned that with the... Like the scale competition is you know we've always promoted scale competition, and it's like the biggest thing with scale the hardest part about scale competition judging and getting judges and I've tried every which way but loose to get people involved in that and the the best way we found is like if you judge one you help out and two you learn you know yeah and you know some people just don't want to do it okay cool whatever but you do find you know i get waves of customers you know they usually come in about there'll be like five or six new guys coming in every couple months and you'll figure out which ones are into it which ones are like oh you know i got a truck and i'm having fun and and then you get the the one or two guys are like oh this is awesome you know like what can i do to help oh what's this you know how do i do this how do I do that and to you know for me then that's I have a little bit more leverage, if you will. It's like, well, oh, you helped out and judge, yeah, you can get you, you're you helped out and judge at the last event. I'll, I'll let you in the free for this one. You know, thanks for the help. And you know, even if it's five bucks, it's still five bucks, and it's still in that guy's pocket, and he's happy, and he feels involved, and you know, gains knowledge, and and you know, call it uh, cool points at the crawl space. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> those count a lot. Brownie points aren't doled out a whole lot at the call space, but when they are, they are definitely, uh,
1: very well appreciated. That's pretty cool. We, we actually, one of the things that we did is we pair everybody up and I try and do it randomly so that, you know, just to keep everybody honest, but we pair everybody up and one person scores and one drives. And then once you're through the course, you switch roles and then you score the guy that was scoring you while he drives. And that mm-hmm. made the program move a lot faster.
2: Yeah, that's great. You know, you know, draw straws, you know, count numbers, whatever, and yeah, getting people involved and and included, you know, it's it's uh, human nature to group to 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 head towards a group or group into a group. <laughs> right, <laughs> how's that, right. How's that English there? Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> no, I, I, I gotcha. <laughs> a group to do a group, but uh you know, and that also creates that camaraderie and hopefully will allow new drivers to not feel like, well, I'm the new guy. You know, we always have, I always have customers coming in or oh, I don't want to comp. I'm not that good. Well, neither were we when we first yeah, did, it. Exactly. You know, we all sucked at, the, you know, I, I tell them we all sucked at a point in time, but we either got better. We learned how to build better. You know, we learned how to drive better, whatever. And you know, that includes getting them,
1: to, to at least do something, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's like, I mean, you want to figure out like a good way of getting your car set up, do a comp, and then you'll know exactly what's going, you know, what's working and what isn't. So, yes. Even yeah. if, even if you're not a real like competition oriented person, it's still, you know, you will learn a lot from doing a comp. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I've always noticed, which is always kind of funny. I don't know if it happens out where you are I always love the I call it the monkey see monkey do um lines it's like you see somebody going through like an obstacle and everybody's like bottleneck trying to hit it in the same spot and you're like really one (laughs) it's eventually dug out two if if like it, it's not the same line isn't always going to work for everybody because one person's car might be the track width might be a little wider it might be your rig might be a little heavier you might be a little front end heavier than you know whatever everybody's is going to be a little different so it's like it's funny it happened to us one time at axial fest we were everybody was on trail and we're like there's this huge bottleneck so our group kind of was like well hey you see that line over there let's hit that and let's keep going And we do it and this one person flipped out. You're cutting everybody. It's like, no, we're not. We're just not being the same lemming following you off a cliff. We're <laughs> doing our, like, we can see something that's going to work and it's going to keep traffic moving. And, you know, that's the whole, you know, name of the game. You want to keep going, you don't want to be stuck digging out an obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna exactly. dig this out for the last
2: the next guy yeah it, it, well that's 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 what we call the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting different results yeah we're, there's always going to be a factor you know uh some variables between trust between drivers between ability and things like that it's like man if that's not working let's go over here you know <laughs> it's, it's hey this might be a funner line too you know or use this way you know thinking outside the box that's that's what I think everyone should embrace. You know, think outside the box just a little bit. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But hey, Jay, since you have the computer, how are we not to totally cut everything off? How are we doing on time? Just because.
1: Man, we're at an hour forty-six already.
0: Okay. Oh wow, <laughs>
1: that went by so fast. I was, gonna right? say, I
0: was trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to guess like where where we were at. Yeah, because that was one thing I've actually done. Um, talking to a couple other people, because it's actually interesting. Now that I guess this podcast is kind of starting to like grow legs and starting to get a little more traction, uh, there was actually one of the guys came up uh, at Crawford. Kieran was like you know he's like aren't one of you guys on that podcast and i was like oh yeah that's me and he's like oh my god i listen to it every week i love it you guys like have the best like conversations ever and it was, it's kind of interesting oh, wow. like, oh cool yeah it was kind of like oh cool. wow cool you know and the one thing that i was you know that i always get from everybody is they're like it's the perfect length it's like you're not too long rambling where we're kind of like okay this is like are we getting to the end can we turn this off and he goes but it's not short enough to where you're like Okay, hold on. You're already done?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, so, that's tough because it's hard to sit through like a Joe Rogan one or something where it's like oh, four, it's, four hours or something, you know? Yeah. I've caught,
2: a few, I've caught a few of his. I mean, they're little blips and blurbs. And um, one of them was with uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, the actor. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and that was quite interesting. You know, I I watched maybe 30, you know, Three or four minutes of it and joe rogan's like you can talk he's like and dan dan akroyd's like yeah he's like he he's like i could talk a a, a foghorn to scrap with
3: how much information
2: <laughs> this guy has like they were talking about the crystal skulls like in uh indiana jones and i'm not don't have full information on it but there's these crystal skulls and yeah he's going over all this information, I was like, that's a lot of information in three minutes. I, I feel like I should be taking notes, you know? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah and is, see, is
0: there a text on this later? Yeah. And see, and that's what's always hard, because, you know, you're trying to, you know, it's almost like the comps, or the events. You're, you're trying to appease as much as you can, but you know you're not always going to appease everybody, I guess is the best way to put it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... So- if you if you got chocolate, you know you go to, uh, you know, where is it? I don't know if you guys got a Jason's Deli. Anyway, it's a deli that serves free ice cream. Who's gonna <laughs> say no to free ice cream? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, and they got chocolate and they got vanilla and then they got swirl. And you know, when you do an event, you got vote. You go. You got all three. You got the chocolate. You got the vanilla. You got the swirl. If somebody's not happy with any of those options. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, we don't have sprinkles this week. You know. Yeah, <laughs> Why well, exactly. want a Well, bring them with you. You know. <laughs> bring that. That's that's the thing. You you know people should expect a certain level. And you know, here we go, going on a tangent. A certain level of um, fun, a certain level of professionalism, whatever from an event. Um. But if you want anything more, you're gonna, your, they are gonna have to bring it. You know, right. I don't want chocolate. I don't want vanilla. I don't want swirl. I want swirl with sprinkles. Well, you need to bring the sprinkles. You know, because I brought the, I brought the swirl. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, it's almost like, and I don't want to get into into this at the end of the, of the conversation. But it's almost like you know, it's kind of like how these kids have to like how they almost can't even have like you know like when i was in school you could bring cupcakes cookies whatever it was if it was the kid's birthday that was you know oh yeah you could bring them and you, as long as you had enough for the class now it's like they got to give out a damn well this person you know no gmos and this person's gluten and this one's and you're just like oh my god
3: yeah it's like
0: <laughs> I, I i can't appease everybody so either they're just gonna have to miss out or sorry it's like yeah and that's almost like what it's like if you're that person that cannot find something out of all that then you need to figure out like clearly you're on your own diet you need to figure out what you can have and make it work for you because everybody else is over here enjoying it exactly exactly but I was going to say I think with that we might have to end this one um don't want to just end it abruptly but um yeah well,
1: we should uh just real quick, um, have, uh, a put, you know, just say where you can find him at on social media and stuff. And then, uh, w- um, kind of what all services you guys offer through the shop too, you know, cause I know you have chassis as well. So, I mean, you're, you're like way more than just a hobby shop. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um,
1: yeah, we can all sit this in editing.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the, the,
2: here's my salesman's pitch, three, two, one. Okay, uh, yeah, the crawl space is basically your uh, full-fledged um, crawler store. We do offer everything we can for scale RC. Um, and on top of that, we do offer uh, a line of products, crawl space specific products we call a uh, comp spec. Basically, that falls into the line of uh, products that we feel are worthy of our seal of approval. Um, our biggest one recently has been our Game Changer 4.2 chassis kits, um, which has been in development or, you know, been researched and designed over the past four or five years of uh, not just myself, but a collective of people involved in the shop. Uh, David from the Crawl Space South, my, my second store. Um, we have a few uh, machinists. Um, Casey uh, with High Altitude Performance RC, um, uh, our team drivers, we have a very loose team of drivers uh, for the shop and uh, they've all contributed into this Game Changer 4.2 chassis and, um, and the different uh, stages that we have involved or have available to the public, basically what we feel is, you know, a comp driven chassis. Uh, we also have parts and pieces um, that work with stock chassis, mainly s e x ten based stuff. Um, for the shop, we also uh, provide building services from simple soldering all the way up to full custom builds, um, lots of body work and uh, hosting our events events all every week uh, as far as scale adventure or excuse me scale comp in the shop we have our indoor rock course that is open to the public to run on at any time. And then also our events.
1: Um, Anything else? Man, that's awesome. No, that's, that's good. That is a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to see that, that it's, that you're, you're you're not your, I guess, you know, uh, like you're not your normal, hobby shop like you're you're tailored more towards crawling which i think is awesome and the fact that you guys you're actually able to keep it going because you know there's some hobby shops like well i know around where i'm at there's some hobby shops that don't even carry crawl or anything you have to place the order because it's just not something that moves so the fact that you can have a shop orientated around that is awesome in my book
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And plus you're involved in so many aspects of oh, the yeah. hobby. I mean, from a manufacturer standpoint to a retailer to a promoter. I mean, like you wear a lot of different hats and that's pretty rad seeing somebody who's that pumped on the hobby, you know, and involved in so many different ways.
2: Yeah. It's uh you know, when there was a hobby shop in Colorado that was catering to the crawler crowd, uh, before we came around, they abruptly closed under, um, uh, unfortunately, a uh, um, a lot of bad uh, dealings. And we're like, well, I like this hobby. I have a lot of fun with it. I've done RC for 30-plus years. This is the most fun I've had in the RC hobby itself. we, we got to do something or else it's just going to die off. And uh, my, my wife was very kind enough to say, okay, let's do it. And that was almost eight, well, going on nine years, you know, we opened up in 2011, and uh, we've been going strong, you know, we've we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've seen the ugly, we've seen the worst, and, you know, fortunately, we've had a really strong community uh, grow around the shop and be involved in what we do and, and believe in what we do and know how fortunate they are, to a point, how fortunate they are to have this at their right in their backyard
1: basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like something everybody'd be pumped on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put a cross states in every every state <laughs> eventually. I dude, might be that, sick, 60 and frail, but I'm going to do it,
1: you know? No, that's awesome, man. I mean, you've, yeah. I didn't realize you'd been at it this long. I mean, it, you know, I'm familiar with you just from Facebook and stuff following you and everything, but I, you know, I didn't realize you have been around as long as you have. And, you know, you're involved in as many things as you are. So that's, that's pretty badass, dude. Got a yeah, lot, I'm, of, I'm, lot of respect for you. Oh, thanks, man. I, I really,
2: I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from, from you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm basically just stubborn and bullheaded. I will not stop. (laughs) Yeah, good. (laughs) We've had I've had events with um, you know three people at it, and my largest event uh, I've had like 86 drivers for and being yeah being a a single you know solo one man operation. I was like, all right, that we pulled it off, (laughs) or at least I pulled it off, you know, and everybody had fun and. You know, it it was it was good, and I've been involved with Scale Nationals um, ever since 2015, and saw the you know the magnitude of these larger events. I mean, in my past in the music industry, my wife and I and a security detail of three ex bikers could handle crowds of a thousand plus, and that was like, no one's dead, everyone's okay, and we're all going home (laughs) in one piece. All right, that was a good night, you know, so that yeah. all kind of translated into you know hosting and 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 running these you know r c events at
1: least I don't have people like throwing beer bottles at me or anything. yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, right on well, man, thank you very much. It was a pleasure, and uh, you know, I always say this, but this was probably one of the best episodes we've had, so oh, a lot thanks. a lot of fun. Right on! Yeah, I tried to keep the content going there. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's fantastic. I, I appreciate
2: you guys inviting me on. You know, I feel bad because I was like, "Well, I heard of that," but man, sometimes I don't even have time to breathe.
1: Oh, I hear you. you man. Know? That's I hear you. <laughs> that's that's fine. No, I I totally understand.
0: And, and I know we've, like I said, it's week twenty three. I know we've only been at it for a little time, and it's one of those things when you decide to do a podcast you know it's one of those you know that for the first handful of episodes there might be one or two five people tops listening to it so it's one of those things you know so we don't take it you know a bad at all if you're like oh yeah you know i've heard of it but never listened to it you know It's one of those things I think is starting to slowly gain traction, and and I can unpack. Like, what are they going to talk about this week? Who are they going to talk to this week? Yes, thank you guys. It's it's always fun. Yeah, definitely. So we're really appreciative of you know your time. Yeah, I really appreciate
1: it, guys. Um, Hopefully, this all mixes down in editing, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it'll be it'll be great. There, there'll be very little editing on this one. So, well, everybody. We will uh, catch you guys next time and uh, have a great week. Get out there and have some fun.
2: Definitely. All
1: right. And we.